When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the DPHRO and Rothenberg Podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. Number one pick in the NHL draft, but the men can't seem to stump. Do something dumb, that's an observation. CLT make them need to run. Call them every trash, EMT for short. Wonder if we best once you peep the score. Up at the crack of dawn, top stories of the morning. While you yawn and grab your coffee, rise to shine with 98.7. This is drop time. We provide highlights from your favorite teams. Got Dave and Rick making plenty of picks. It's rule 76. All right, now it is a football Friday. It is the last football Friday until September, which is sad. But this is, at least the way I see it, very enticing game. We got a lot to do today. Knicks with a big trade. Islanders with a big win. Football Friday. Super Bowl weekend. I say good morning to one Rick DiPietro. Hi, Rick. Hello, David. You know what this is, David. This is the last football Friday, Rick. It is, but this is the season of Leon is what it is right now. It's the season of Leon in our New York Knicks. Islanders with a huge win, too, by the way. Thank you for that. Makes what do you me mean? feel good. Islanders had a nice win. I'm just saying, thank you for mentioning that. That's nice. Oh, it was a big win. Appreciate that. Taking care of Tampa, both New York teams. Nice. Yeah. Well, you guys, you guys like, very easily. Rangers, not, not as easily, but they both beat Tampa. A win's a win. We'll take it. That's right. That's so all that matters. take it. The Islanders are weird because there's times they play great, times they just they don't. Well, they're starting to get healthy. We're not going to get talking about the Islanders here, but they they needed a change. Why? Why not spend four hours Islanders? Listen, they need. I'll spend all four hours. I'll go two extra hours. They needed a coaching change. We'll stay till noon. We'll blow out Greeny. Whatever we need to do. Is it Keisha went all Islanders yesterday? We can go all Islanders today. This is this is our last football Friday. Come on. I know. Take advantage of every second. That's that makes me sad though. I got to tell you too. I I didn't feel like this yesterday. Mm-hmm. Seeing RJ today and his and his beautiful, uh, he's all geared up. I, I'm nervous for him. I'm nervous for him too. Like there's I have anxiety for him. I, I remember, and this is like sincere. I remember waking up on Super Bowl Sunday, and th- and the player it must be awful. And thinking like, all right, it's it's ten o'clock in the morning. All right, game's eight hours away. And then like doing stuff, looking. Okay, it's it's eleven o'clock. The, it t- the day takes forever. RJ, if you could. Because we talk about time and how quickly it goes. If you could transport yourself from where you are right now to 6 o'clock Sunday night, right now, miss the entire weekend, do you do it? Yes. <laughs> because this weekend for you is just going to be waiting for this game. Waiting and waiting and waiting for this game. Every minute seems like an hour. I like When I went to the game four years ago, you're all you know, you're know all fired up. But you, I calmed myself down. I was like, you know what? You don't want to get there too early. So I was like, let's get there around like... I don't know, three thirty, oh, something like that. That's three hours early. Yeah, but the security—I mean, you've been the security's like nothing you've ever been to. So um, I, I assumed it was going to take a minute. 
Um, I, think, I don't think I was there post 9-11. Security is, well, okay, I can see. No, I must have been. No, I was. I was. Security is like nothing I have ever been to in my entire life. You cannot park in the parking lots. You have to get dropped off like way Very outside. Very far away, right. Yeah. Yep. The parking lots are no go for everybody, unless you're like singing the national anthem, basically. And then I, th- I, I, if I remember correctly, I think there's four checkpoints of security. So I was like, I had been told about this. So I was like, you know what? Let's go kind of walk around the area, check it out, see what's going on. Then by the time we get in, it's going to, you know, that'll take a minute. And we were in the stadium within, I don't know, an hour. And then you're kind of like, man, there's still two hours so to you go. you two hours to sit there and wait? Yeah, I went and watched warm-ups. Like, I took in the whole day because you, you never know if it's going to happen again. But yes, it, it, especially when you're there, it then it really seems, it crawls. Everything crawls. Crawls. Takes a very long time. When the Giants went against the Ravens and I was there, I was the first person in the building. So why are you so why are you asking RJ why he went so early if you were the first person in the building? I'm not no I'm just it it just it's my point was it's a long day it's a long long day and now you know how it feels we we had some drama that we just got passed by the way we have some drama that we, we just got passed yeah not, not not you were not there okay so Raymond's present sent yesterday oh I was I was, I heard all about that R- Ray, Raymond. Not a word, not a peep. And I thought, oh, here we go, here we go with the non-thank you again. Then I thought that Sherry writes some kind of a nasty note, a nasty card, something like that. So yesterday she says to me, like eleven o'clock at night, did he get the uh, did he get the present? I said, I have no idea. So first thing this morning, see Ray. Ray, did you? Uh, nope. Like, oh no. Oh God. So Sherry, of course, starts with the. You probably gave me the wrong email address. It didn't go to the right email address. It went into some kind of special folder, right, Ray? You got it? So I guess Gmail has like these these groups that they break the emails up into, social updates, forums, promotions, for some reason. And I have like 6,000 emails in here that, that I never bother looking at. You might want to clean out your emails, right? No, well, no, no. In this, in this promotions folder that I never bother checking, and lo and behold, it's in the promotions. But it's odd because when I, when I searched the spam and, and the all folder, didn't see it. But, but you got it. But now that I knew what I was looking for, it was easy to find. So Beautiful. there it is. So thank you to, to and, and it was a very nice note. So thank you to you and thank you to Sherry. No, no nasty carpe omnias in there. Any naked pictures? No, doesn't look to be. Doesn't no, Raymond. Be. No, no. Sorry, Rick. You lunatic. No naked pictures. Thank you, Dave. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. And would you say nice present? I I would agree. It's a nice present. Thank you very much. Okay. Is it a Fanatics gift card? It might be. Yes, I knew it. You knew it when the other day I said, I'm going to get you a Fanatics gift card. No, you didn't. Uh, Ray. Uh, you didn't say you were getting him one. You yeah, threw it I out did. there. I, I, I threw it out. Okay, so if I threw it out there, then you picked up on it. He pretty much threw it out there. He just never actually said it would yeah, be. Yeah, of course. But because because I said, Raymond, would you like a new Cowboys crap that you wear? And he's like, that that would be nice. And I was like, well, I, mean, I can't buy that for you. Like, I'm not going to I'm not gonna go online and, and look up Cowboys crap and buy him some, like, you know, jersey or sweatshirt or whatever. So I figured if we got him the Fanatics gift card, that would then he can buy whatever he likes himself. And if it's Cowboys, it's Cowboys. Get himself a fancy new Mike Zimmer jersey. What? It, yeah, listen. Whatever it takes. But I'm glad you got it. And and the birthday overall, tremendous success. It seems like. Is that accurate? Happy birthday! You had a, a nice birthday. 
listen, I spent much of it working, but every, every birthday is a happy birthday. Well, you got a couple of nice players for the Knicks. That was a nice birthday gift. Was a nice gift to wake up to. Are you eating already? Putting a little bagel away. So, um, Rick, let, let me see if I understand this. Like, we're in the midst of talking to him, right? Yeah. Right. And then at that moment, he decides, hmm, this bagel looks sensational. Let me eat it as I, they're talking to me. I thought you were done with me. Well, I think it's a continuation. I think this is, he's very, uh, like RJ, 8.30, we know RJ's going for a coffee. Raymond, right. this is his time to eat the bagel. Okay. All right. Sorry, Ray, that I interrupted bagel time. So, let, let's get to the Knicks. First of all, watching that game last night, I, they should have lost. Of course they lost. It, it, it was it was so painful to watch because it's like they're trying so hard and they have no chance to win this game. But that's not the theme of, of what it needs to be today. The theme of what today needs to be about when we talk about the Knicks, at least for me, is that's a great trade. There's, I mean, you gave up one piece, Quentin Grimes, and you got two pieces to try to be better this year, necessary pieces. I, I really like this trade. I, I really like what Leon Rose and, and company did with this. Right, with no big deal out there. Like, with no, there was no deal to be made where you would instantly say, all right, this New York Knicks team, when healthy, again, that's the big thing, when, when fully healthy, has a chance to, to win an, an NBA championship. That move did not exist. It didn't. We're going to say anybody, that for the For offseason. anybody. For anybody. This move, though, a, a combination of, of both of these players, and now what they can do, because remember, there's still $2.5 under the cap here, under that apron, so they still have a chance now with the uh, buyout market. To add to this, to add to this team, gave this team the best opportunity to to do whatever kind of damage they're going to do in the playoffs when everyone's back. Right, and hopefully that that's the case that everyone comes back. Right, but yeah, I mean, Bert, well, you lost another one last night. Uh, of course, of course, you did. Every night, it's terrible. I, I mean, can't they, take they, it. They were they're playing guys that you're like who 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 is this guy Brown? Who Charlie is this? Brown. <laughs> What are you laughing at? Because I, I I don't know who he is. <laughs> like when you. they said it last night, I'm like, who? How dare you? What do you mean? How dare I? I don't know who Charlie Brown is. Well, I know who who like. Yeah, I know who that Charlie Brown is. Know your team, would you please? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't know. I mean, are you I got, fired up? Are you fired up to see Jacob Toppin in the in the slam dunk contest? The whole slam dunk contest is is a, I, is, a is ridiculous. I almost you brought should, it up yesterday. You should be a legitimate player, and I like. Mac McClung, he went to Georgetown for a minute. He's in the G League still. But, but so what? I don't want to see G League guys in the slam dunk contest. Well, that's what I'm saying. I almost brought it up yesterday, but we didn't have time. Well, we always have time. You can always well, we bring didn't, it up. We didn't have enough time. I didn't want to just throw it in there. But anyway, back to the trade and back to how good Leon Rose is. Back to the fact you didn't give up one, you didn't give up one first-round pick. No. It was a second-round pick. Beautiful. Couple, couple seconds. You got two guys that both shoot 40%, over 40% from three. Right. I mean, now, like... You, you know Burks fits right in. Exactly right. Better shot creator for himself, I think, than Grimes is trusted. Um, and then Bogdanovich, I mean, he shoots so, he's almost 42% from three. Yeah, no, he's, he's a really good three-point shooter. I, I don't, I, again, I don't see the downside with this trade. I think this is a there is no downside. trade. There is nothing to criticize. Nothing. I mean, you know, you know whether you like it or not, and I don't mean you, but people out there like it or not, Grimes was not part of the future of the Knicks. No, I think the only thing, I'll say this, the only thing that you can criticize if you want to be negative today is that the players that you just gave up, and you gave up, I mean, pretty much, I mean, yeah, quickly, Barrett, Grimes, are players that you were unwilling to give up when the whole Donovan Mitchell thing was oh, presented. Okay. And there's but also first-round picks involved with that. But, uh, but I'll ask you this. 
the way it turned out, don't you like this better than it probably would have turned out with Donovan Mitchell? Well, I don't know because we haven't we, we didn't see it. Donovan Mitchell's playing pretty damn good for Cleveland he's right a, now. He's phenomenal right now for Cleveland. Right, who's a and very he wanted good team. To be, and he wanted to be here. So I'm not going to dismiss that. But that, but but, but, but you're also you talking. Listen, but you're also okay. Hold on, let me finish. You're also talking about multiple first round picks in that deal too. So with this one, now you have like look at the depth on this team you have now. Right. On top of the fact that you have all your first round picks available, you pick up the Bogdanovich contract, which is two million guaranteed, but it also allows you now to pick up his pick up the rest of that $19 million, and that could now replace the Fournier deal that you wanted to trade away in the big move that you're going to make during the offseason. Right, which was my point as well, is that that would have been your trade. Yeah. Like, Mitchell would have been your finishing piece. We still believe there's a big trade for the Knicks, be it Carl Anthony Towns, or Ugh. I heard Han saying yesterday, you know, Devin Booker, which would be an absolute dream. But, like, there is, we all agree, there is that piece waiting to happen. If you had made the trade for Donovan Mitchell... That would have been the piece. That would have been it. Right, but okay. Yes, you're right. And we talked about the flexibility and everything else. Like trying to, you know, trying to thread this needle yesterday. Don't want to disrupt the chemistry, certain things that you need, want to add to the depth, bench scoring. Now with some of them, you know, not really knowing what Julius Randle is going to be when he comes back or if he comes back. Like there were a lot of things you had to take into account. And the other thing was, hey, let's not let's not do anything crazy now that's going to affect our opportunity to get, you know, that that big move done this offseason. I'm just telling you, though, if the big move this offseason ends up being Carl Anthony Towns, I, I don't know. You don't, you, you don't love that? I don't, I don't know if I love Carl Anthony Towns in New York. I don't know if I love it. I know come back home and all that other stuff. I just don't know if I love it. I don't know if it, we've already seen it not work with Tibbs. Right, but, but do you know you don't love it? No, I don't. But I, okay. Right. So great and, point. And, and are you not at the point now where you have to kind of say, you know what, Leon Rose, he he knows what he's doing. Like this guy's clearly in charge and making the right decisions. Yes. So I think I think where we are now is that whatever that big move is going to be, I think you have to step to the side and say, I don't love it at first glance, but I trust Leon Rose so much that I'm going to buy into it. That that would be my take. I got a couple great nuggets for you. Okay, uh, we'll start with this one just to re uh, reaffirm what you just said. This is Magic Johnson. So with the Knicks acquiring Bogdanovich and Alec Burks. Boyan, right? Uh, Boyan. Boyan? Okay. Yep. Uh, I think they have a real shot of playing not just in the Eastern Conference Finals, but the NBA Finals. <laughs> That's Magic Johnson. That's a lot for me to handle. Okay, like, slow to, down. You, to think about the Knicks in the Finals is a lot. Go ahead. All right, slow down. Here's another little nugget. Okay. Uh, NBA leaders in points per touch. Points per touch this season. Can you tell me who the leader is? Ahead of Joel Embiid. Lori Markinen and Kawhi Leonard. Points per touch this season. Bogdanovich. Yep, that a boy. Is it really? Yeah, okay. Only team in the NBA to have five qualified players, which means a minimum of 103-point attempts, shooting above 40% from three. Uh, and how many are there? Uh, this is the only team in the NBA that has five qualified players, shooting above 40% from three. Well, I guess it's the Knicks. Oh, yeah, baby. You got DiVincenzo, Bogdanovich, Brunson, Burks, and McBride. All shooting Boy, DiVincenzo can score, huh? Oh, yeah. I mean, Mike, uh, he, he's never had the chance. Uh, again, one of the guys that all of a sudden now, given an expanded role, has stepped up, showing you what he's really capable of doing. He really is very capable at, at putting the ball in the basket. Um, so we have a lot to do today. All right? We have, obviously, it's a football Friday, the football Friday. So we're going to get into the game. We're going to get into, of course, picks. We've got a frenzy. Um analyze the game a lot, some some Nick stuff. So there's a lot, a lot, a lot to do. Uh, I want to tell you as well, from superchargers, exhaust kits, and more, 
eBay Motors has over 122 million parts to keep your ride or die alive. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Very nasty email from Nick B. Very nasty. About who? You? Us. How could it be? No, we just The show just started. Shocker. The four bozos are talking Knicks on the Friday of Super Bowl Ugh. Sunday. Man, you guys are just awful. Bye-bye. Do you understand that there's no New York team in the Super Bowl, correct? There's not? And the, and the NBA trade deadline was yesterday, correct? It was. And the Knicks played last night. Yeah, maybe he's the bozo. By the way, in your little tease, which was fantastic, by the way, I'm Thank all you. worked up, like mm-hmm. worked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think today has the opportunity, the chance to be maybe one of the greatest plays of the week in the history of the show. I don't want to put pressure on Raymond, but I'm just saying going I, through I my so too. going through my head with all the stuff that was said this week. This I, I got to be special, you know. One and and usually like it, the uh, what, what you guys say is what moves the needle for me. The one that I just couldn't get over yesterday. The show ends. I finish. Get home. The whole thing. A, a licky boom boom down. <laughs> <laughs> a licky boom boom down. <laughs> You had that one, the slices and dices. I mean, you had a bunch of slices and dices at Marianne's. <laughs> I don't like that one as much. <laughs> ah! <laughs> at I said it to Cassie. I said, did you hear what Dave said? She goes, no, what? And I was like, he was doing like an infomercial for something like a uh, kitchen appliance. And he said it slices and dices and at Marianne's. She's like, I don't get it. I was like, yeah, that's the point. It's supposed to be Julianne's. Th- did she get that? Yeah, she, well, she got that. She's like, okay. oh, God, Dave. Yeah, I said the wrong lady's name. She, she, every time I mention you, though, she gets like this big smile on her face. She says, she's so funny. She loves me. Uh, she does, yeah. You, you a little jealous? Um, no, I don't think jealous. I think it's good. Am I ever really? No, uh, sorry. Am I ever brought up like in the bedroom? In the be- no. Yeah, never? No. A licky makes- boom boom down! <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right, well, let's break. We'll come back. We'll get to your next calls, even though the one guy doesn't like that. 1-800-919-3776. We're in agreement. This, I mean, if they can get healthy, this team can be a real problem in the postseason. It's DNR with you, 98.7 ESPN. Oh, there's the music. Thank you, Raymond. Enjoy your bagel. Listen, friends, you got to go see Dr. Jay Shaw. He's a double board certified pain specialist. Don't let your neck, back pain, joint, or nerve pain slow you down from doing all the things that you love. It's time to reclaim your active lifestyle. Call our friend Dr. Jay Shaw today at Samwell Pain. Dr. Jay Shaw treats joint, neck, back, sciatic, and nerve pain. Dr. Shaw is also a migraine and headache specialist. Procedures involve no cuts, scars, incisions, or or downtime. Get choked up. It's so exciting. Call Dr. Jay Shaw to take a non-surgical approach with precise image-guided procedures without pain medications. Enjoy life pain-free. Same day and next day appointments are available. Go to SamwellPain.com. Put it into your pain and suffering today. Why wait any longer? Make your appointment with Dr. Jay Shaw. Go to SamwellPain.com now. Regain your active lifestyle and enjoy all your favorite activities pain-free. Samwell Payne now has three convenient locations in Woodbridge, Livingston, and a brand new office in Englewood to serve Burton County. Visit SamwellPayne.com. You will wish you'll met Dr. Shaw sooner. Most major insurance are accepted. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. 
Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. This is DiPietro and Rothenberg. The Knicks putting themselves in position and how they're actually contending right now. You got two pieces to try to be better this year. Really like what Leon Rose and company did with this. Leon and staff, I thought, did a great job. You have been the best organization in the NBA in the last four seasons. The only thing that the Knicks were missing was depth. And right now, they're deeper than the Pacific Ocean. And everybody else in the Eastern Conference need to get life jackets, including the Boston Celtics. This is DiPietro and Rothenberg on 98.7 ESPN. All right, now DNR, 7 o'clock hour, 98.7 ESPN. You know, uh, we're going to get to the NFL in just a moment. You know what gets me nervous about listening to Kendrick Perkins? I, I, I mean, it sounds great. I I don't see the Knicks going to the NBA Finals. Well, he's been all in. You got to understand, he's been all in with. The I, I I get it, but I mean, I think you have to be realistic, right? But his reality is different than your reality. I mean, he's, okay. he was he was first to the party before everyone else. Remember when the whole like Becky Hammond stuff came out, where you know, Jalen Brunson is too small, or do you have enough? Even Kenny Smith last night talking about how I mean, do you have the two best players in the series? Now it went from one to now do you have the two best players with the combination of of Brunson and Randall in one of these series. And Kendrick was early to the party, and he thinks now. Uh, dude, I'll tell you what gets me excited is listening to Richard Jefferson talk about how we've been the best-run organization in the NBA for the last four years. It's, it's wild. And you know what? It's accurate. And when Rose took over, he made moves which made you scratch your head. And yeah. I think were bad moves. And since he got past that initial wave of what the hell is going on, he's been unbelievable. Right, but even the Fournier move, which wasn't a great move, now ends up being to your benefit. What, well, but now it does. But it, it was a, that was a bad signing. 
It was. Yeah, taking the chance on Kemba. And there's been some missteps, too, like drafting Obi Toppin and stuff like that. But as far as the, I mean, free agent signings and the trades that he's made. Amazing. Like, and you said it kind of in the rejoin, and it's exactly how I felt when he made the moves, is you, you know, what I think the goal, the intended goal of this, this deadline was try to give this team, which has earned it, the best, their best opportunity to get as far as possible and not affect, not negatively affect your chances this offseason to get the big prize. Right. Right. So, I mean, listen, you got to expect you're going to win a series, right? If you don't, I, I think, it, are you, you at the point where if you don't win a series, this would be a failure? Yes. Yeah. If you're, if you're healthy. Yeah, if you're healthy. Yeah, that's always, I mean, that's always going to be, I mean, that's always going to be, always kind of be how you, you set the stage. They have to be healthy. Obviously. So they have to win a series. And then I guess anything beyond that would be gravy or no? Like, are you at the point where you're looking at I think it depends. I think it depends on the matchup. I also think it depends on the health of all these other teams. I mean, there's some, I was listening to some, uh, some Celtics fans yesterday talking about the moves that the Knicks made. And they're just like, listen, we have concerns about KP. Like uh, Porzingis is, I mean, he has the you know the history, the track record of of being hurt. They got some depth issues that they're dealing with. They don't love the coaching. Milwaukee right now trying to figure it out with Doc. They lost again last night. Right. They they, they bring they in, don't play any defense. They bring in Pat Bev, and I don't know if you've ever seen some of the. We watch any of the uh, video clips of Pat Bev and Dame Lillard going back and forth. Yes. So that should be an interesting dynamic there. So, like, there's a real opportunity. Like there is Joel Embiid and his knee. So I think that's why a lot of people are saying with how you know how well this team has played, how well Jalen Brunson has played. you got two legitimate all-stars. OG, what he's done for you defensively. If this team is healthy with the kind of depth they have now. I know. Uh, it's, it's very exciting to think about. I, I try to like temper my expectations because it's, it's right there. It's right there. And they're trending in the right direction. All right. Let's switch our attention to the Super Bowl. So today's Friday, Sunday, 6.30, kicks off. Right? Is that We have usually like an exact time. What is it, like 6.25 or something? What's the exact time it kicks off? Do you have any idea? Uh, six, eight, for me, something in no, I don't range. listen. I don't even care. My Super Bowl is kicking off around like three ish. Three, yeah. Like uh, I will start. I will start stuffing my face around three ish. Sherry, I don't think Sherry doesn't want to watch the game with me alone. She's made that abundantly clear. Is she, is she scared for her well being, or well, I just, think she's not enjoyable. It's not not enjoyable to watch because the boys are going to go out to their their friends' houses and and Super Bowl parties, and she's like, "You're going to be dialed in on the game. You're not going to want to talk about you know like cute stuff with me." So. She made me text my friend yesterday and say, Would, do you guys want to come over and watch the game? Which I did. And he's like, I'm sorry, we're going to another Super Bowl party. And he goes, wait a second. I thought you don't do that kind of stuff. I was like, I'm not asking for me. I was asking for Sherry. But they can't come, so it's me and Sherry. Well, that's kind of sad. Uh, for her, I guess, not for me. So you're excited about it? No, I'm not. I, I don't like watching. Like, I'm happy to watch the game with her. But I, you know, and I hope that she gets involved in the game. But I'm not, I'm not upset that it's just going to. All right, be so let me get this straight. So uh-huh. let me get this straight. Uh, what what time are the boys leaving for their little Super Bowl parties? I don't know. I probably four four thirty. I would guess. So I don't from know. four or four thirty, till whenever the Super Bowl ends, you're going to have that house to yourself. That's right. Just you and Sherry. That's right. A beautiful TV room. Mm-hmm. No kids. That's right. And the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I mean, if you're if you don't take advantage of that, my friend, um, you think I, we need six hours for this? No, I, I don't need no, not six hours, but there could be this could be multiple times. Oh, really? I think so. You don't like halftime anyway. How about I, the sm- not, not, not only do I not like halftime, I how, I detest halftime. How about this though? How about we go pregame, pre-game. get number one out of the way, 
And then halftime, the soothing sounds of Usher as you go round number two. And you could do it anywhere. Kitchen table. Maybe we watch the game naked. Uh, listen, I was going to suggest that. I don't know if that's your thing or not, but I mean, you could christen that whole house tomorrow on Sunday if you want. Every room in the house. Every room. Chase her around, whatever you want. <laughs> Can I use a spatula? Uh, listen, how you live your life is that's how you live your life. Mm-hmm. You want to spank her with a spatula? Let it burn. Let it burn. Oh. What what do you set the over under at? Uh, one and a half. I think that's I, I that's what I was thinking too. Oh! Yeah, maybe you know what you do. I'll tell you what you do. You chase do her out the spatula, give her a little spanking, and then maybe you pull out Ron Peel's little device and you slice and dice and Marianne it. But I who's say Marianne the cat now? jealous. She'll know what you mean. She'll, who's Marianne? At the you are right now, baby. Yeah, that's right. You're Marianne. You're Julianne. You're every Anne. And then maybe you lick the boom boom down to finish it off. <laughs> Bulbous. Maybe I, maybe I just played drops as an aphrodisiac. <laughs> I don't even say anything. I just boom, said, boom boom down. Yeah. Hey Sherry. How you good, dude? Licky boom boom down. <laughs> Licky boom boom down. Does he have ED? <laughs> oh, it's so clever. Look at us. Could you? How funny would it be though? Because Sherry listens to the, uh, the show all the time. Well, if, I'm sure she's listening now. No, but if you were having a hard time, and then in that voice, she's like, "What do you have? ED? Yeah. What's wrong with you? You have ED?" <laughs> No, I do not, Marianne. Brian and Huntington. <laughs> one and a half, huh? I'll put it one and a half. I think, in, and I've challenged you now, so it'll go over. I'd be like a sexual camel. But here's the thing. You don't need to be a sexual camel. you got the house to yourself. That's right. If I had the house to myself on a Super Bowl Sunday, you could set that number probably four and a half. No uh-huh. way. You couldn't do four and a half. Oh, Stop I'm it. I'm telling you. Stop oh, it. Oh. You give me that much time? <laughs> it's... Everywhere. Bang, bang, bang. Lots Boy. of bang, bang, bang. Let, let's go to D. James in Jersey. Good morning. Good morning. I had the house to myself on a Super Bowl uh, Sunday. Here, D. James, turn the radio down behind you. Good, good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Thank you for taking my call. I'm calling about the 49ers, you know what I mean? I think, I think that's our time to win the Super Bowl, you know. I think we're going to beat them by a double digit, you know what I mean? They beat us 2019. We've been to, like... Five and uh, four, four NFC champion in five years, three straight. So, I think we're gonna win the Super Bowl. All right, L- listen. You, you know what's odd to me is that there's there's so many Niners fans. There are a lot of Niners fans. I just uh, here's the thing though. Like, I mean, I get it. If I was a Niners fan too, I- I'd be like, "This is our time. We're gonna win the Super Bowl." But I can't. I couldn't feel great saying that. I don't know how you possibly could. Right. I mean, I mean you're going up against the, this coach quarterback combination. That I mean, outside of their one hiccup. I mean, what have they lost three games together? They lost one, two to Brady and one to Burrow. Right, one to Brady when they were offside by an inch. Right, yep. otherwise they would have won that game. The one in overtime to Burrow, and so there's one game that you look at. You're like, boy, they like they were thoroughly outplayed in that game. Well, Mahomes didn't remember that first one though. Too Mahomes didn't get the ball. He never got um, the ball back in that game. It went overtime, and then they kicked the game-winning field goal, right? Oh, no, they marched right down. It did. You talk about the one against uh... Brady marched right down the field, and then up scoring a touchdown. Oh, oh Brady! I thought you were talking about Burrow. Yes. No, no, no. Yes, no, that, that was the only one. That had the second half against Cincinnati, Mahomes was not great. 
against. Well, he wasn't good in the Super Bowl either, but they were just kind of outmanned in that game. Well, but that's because they were decimated. He was running for his life in that right. Super Bowl. You've never seen it like that before. No, I would say right. So here's the thing. So let's like let's talk about. Now we got plenty of time to get into this, but let's let's focus on this here for a quick second. Because the caller, the the caller's all excited. Everyone's all excited. Is start with coaching. Read Kyle Shanahan. Uh, I would give. I'd probably call, take. I'd probably take Reed, but I think you could almost say that's a push. Right, I push that. So now let's go to, let's go to, the other coaches. Oh, Steve, yeah, see, I don't think you win that if you're the Niners. Right, no, it's Spags. Now right. let's go. Now let's go quarterbacks. Uh, come on. Okay, uh, so like, I get it. Talent wise, I think San Francisco is the more talented team. But quarterback favors Kansas City. Right. Experience with the quarterback favors Kansas City. Right. Overall coaching. It's overall coaching because Spags. I think the other thing, too, is is defensively, I think you can make both teams because Buffalo ran the ball against Kansas City's defense. And I think Kansas City, we've already seen Green Bay do it, and we saw Detroit do it. You can run on San Francisco's defense. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a good game. What keeps what keeps coming up when I start to try to figure out who I want to pick is it feels like this is going to be one of those games that's going to come down to a big mistake. And right now, from what you've seen, who do you feel has the better chance to make the well, mistake? They, the, the Chiefs don't really make big mistakes. They have right because they haven't. Like RG can put it in his look at. That's what scares him is the guys that were making those mistakes during the season, like balls like off their hands, interceptions. Like they don't they're not using those guys anymore. The ball's going to Pacheco. It's going to Kelsey. I mean, it's it. It went to MVS in a big spot, but they are like even the tackle situation. I mean, they they're not taking penalties. Like it's just they're they're playing really good football, and I don't think I can say I can't say the same about what well, I've seen not. from San Francisco so far. The Niners are not playing really good football. They're here. They had moments in each of those two games where you're like, boy, you know, there there's the Niners, but they didn't play a complete game. I mean, I got l- let me be honest with you here. I thought they were outplayed against Green Bay and against Detroit. I thought they were the, the the second team in those games. Right, and they took advantage of what? Both of those defenses aren't nearly the same defense as good as Kansas City's defense. And on top of that, they took advantage of mistakes, coaching mistakes, the fu- the, the fumble, the Gibbs right. fumble. Right. Uh, Green I mean, Bay not being able to put seven points on the board, and they, they, they settled for three a bunch of times. Right, that's like I don't think Kansas City is going to make those mistakes. Right, I agree with you. It's why I'm I'm lean. And again, I wouldn't be at all surprised. Like I'm leaning Kansas City, but I'm like fifty five forty five. Like I I think the Niners have a real chance to win this game. Obviously, they're favorite in the game, but I just I can't. I always go back to I can't go against Mahomes in that spot. No, but it's not even just Mahomes. Like yeah, Mahomes is part of it, but it's that defense. Like I just don't feel like that this defense has gotten nearly enough credit. They never will. They never when Mahomes and Reed are your quarterback. Coach combination, the defense is never going to get the, the love it, it deserves. I guess it's a good defense, man. they got good corners. But it is going to be tough. Like, when you start looking at, like, the amount of of offensive fi- firepower that, that San Francisco can throw at you. It's going to be a good football game. Um, I'm I'm really looking forward to this. Whoever says that there's no juice in this game is out of their mind. You're I've talking about, Dude, you're talking about, I mean, two of the best teams in the league. That's what you want to see in the Super Bowl. Right. I mean, San Francisco was the best team in the NFC all year long. And Kansas City had a hiccup, but at the end of the day, cream rises to the top, and they've been the best team this postseason. Right. You still had one of the best defenses the entire season, but yes, the offense had not been good for most of the regular season. 
and then all of a sudden now it's kind of flipped the switch. And then they go into Buffalo and into Baltimore and beat both those teams, and here they are again. So it should be a really, really good game. 1-800-919-3776. Let's, uh, let's get to the calls. We'll analyze the game with you guys. By the way, two great tight ends in this game as well, Kelsey and Kittle. It's DNR with you right here on a Football Friday on 98.7 ESPN. All right, now Dave Rothenberg here to tell you about my friends at Bathfitter. They converted my kids' bathtub to a shower and did an amazing job. Customized just as we wanted. Only one expert installer process was so easy. There's no demo. There's no mess. And Bathfitter is a high-quality, permanent solution with a lifetime guarantee. Three-plus million happy customers like me and my wife. And for a limited time, you get 0% interest or save $500 on a complete Bathfitter system. So start designing your bath today like we did at bathfitterdesign.com. There's only one Bathfitter. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. Around the league. It's time to go around the league. NFL awards were handed out last night. Want to run through them with me? Oh, let's, let's, how about not run? We have plenty of time. Let's, you, uh, want, let's, you want to slowly walk around the um, awards from last night? Yeah, let's hand in hand. All right. Uh, MVP goes to Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson. He, I think he's the fourth 27 or under player to win the award twice. Yeah, he got, was he, I think he got, what, 49 of the 50 first place votes? Yeah, who got the other vote? Oh, that's a good question. That? I don't know if I saw that. McCaffrey, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. It's funny because there was really no thought that he was going to win the award, and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, he's clearly going to win the award. 
Well, big moments against really good teams. Look what he right. did. I mean, look at that. that you know, you know what? I, I really think kind of changed the narrative for me with San Francisco, and I don't think they've been the same. And RJ, I'm wondering if you if you agree with this. Like, that Baltimore loss. That Baltimore loss because it's the first time I've ever seen San Francisco just beaten up and really like taken to the woodshed. Yeah, they were. I mean, they were they were physically dominated in that game in in every way, in every way. RJ, do you look at that? Maybe the team because hasn't recovered from that game. I, I, I don't think they've they've not blown teams out and they've had to fight from behind, which is not how anyone is used to watching them win. So it definitely has, I'd say, changed their their approach to games. They've had. Well, to you've learn also to, seen them bleed though, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's why I'm saying that. It, I, I don't want to say it, it beat them down because they're in the Super Bowl. I mean, here they are. But it has definitely changed the way that they need to approach each game. Like you, you are human now, right? And there's it's a, almost like when when Drago got cut. Yeah, there's a playbook out there on how, on how to beat you, and other other teams have obviously seen it. Uh, Raymond, you have an answer to the who was the other vote for? Um, yeah, oddly, the one vote for first place that was not Lamar Jackson went to Josh Allen, who finished fifth in the voting. So he got a first place vote and still finished fifth. Well, Josh Allen, I mean, look at the amount of touchdowns he accounted for this season. Yeah, you surprised. Over, over 40, right? You the, surprised he didn't get a little more love? The yes. the yes. one vote was by a gentleman named Aaron Schatz. Oh, no. Wow. FTN Fantasy. So, do with that what that's you will. A, that's a rough name, though. Yep. Um. So, they make it all public in uh, in NFL circles of who everybody votes for? I'm not sure about that, but he they actually should. he he actually put out like his own explanation of it. I I don't think that's a crazy vote whatsoever. No, not at all. Uh, let's not forget that it's just I mean, odd that the it, AFC East too. It's just odd that he's the only one, and it, again, it's for a guy who finished in fifth. Yeah, look at me. But seriously, though, I mean, look at how many touchdowns he accounted for. for this yeah, season. I listen. I'm not I'm not disparaging you, it. I don't want to put you on the spot, Ray. Do you have the? Who was second through fourth? Uh, Dak was two, Christian McCaffrey three, Brock Purdy four. So we are sitting here slandering the 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 fourth guy for the MVP right now who's in the Super Bowl. Not us, but people are. People are, yeah. I don't think yeah. we're doing that, no. Uh, just got an email on that with a guy just absolutely destroying. J- JJ uh, emails in, you guys need to stop. Purdy just can't throw the ball when it's wet. It's proven. It's happened multiple times. Good quarterbacks can throw the ball in all elements. You want to beat them up for that? I think that's fair. If it doesn't rain on Sunday, I think they're in pretty good shape. It, well, it's not going to rain because it's indoors, so that's right. lucky. Lucky for them. There you go. Uh, offensive Player of the Year, Christian McCaffrey. That that whole dynamic is weird. It's like you, you, you the Offensive Player of the Year can't be a quarterback. But it's it's a non. It, I don't know. The whole thing is very strange. Oh, it's. I mean, it feels like it's a separation now. Where it's like, I mean, you have the MVP awards, the quarterback award, and then. The uh, the offensive player of the year is kind of the guy that probably could have been there for the MVP, but he's not a quarterback. Uh, defensive player of the year, Miles Garrett from the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, yeah. I was watching some. I was, I was reading some stuff. It's just so it was him, and then there were some people. I think the the tweet that I was reading was in defense of of TJ Watt and why TJ right. Watt didn't. Who, win. And and Watt was second. I think Parsons was third. Yeah. Miles Garrett's a piece, dude. I oh said, my god, is he good? He really is good, which is so like confounding of how their defense was so bad against uh, the Texans in that playoff game. Oh, just the difference between their defense at home and on the road. It doesn't really make sense, though, because wouldn't you figure that, that if anything travels, defense would travel? Yeah, I mean, it's supposed to, run game and defense, but, I mean, you also have the benefit of 
you know, with the crowd noise and everything else. You know what I mean? Uh, offensive Rookie of the Year goes to C.J. Stroud. Puka Nakua must be like, come on. Seriously? What does he have to do? I know. Uh, like, I, I got to come up in the same year that C.J. Stroud sets all kind of records. Listen, I wouldn't I wouldn't have been offended if Puka Nakua won it. Uh, I think it had to go to Stroud, but Nakua was, I mean, he is awesome. Dude, he did something historical. I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. And they got him in the fifth round. That's another that's one. Do you yep. not look at Nakua as great because he was a fifth round pick? Well, I think there were a lot of people, too, that were hesitant to give Cooper Cup any uh, any acknowledgement as being the best, one of the best receivers in the league. Why? Because where he was drafted? I just don't because he doesn't fit the mold of what a, oh, so an elite wide receiver is supposed are to look so, like. They're so in their own boxes, you know? Yep. It's like, get out of it a little bit. Um, defensive rookie of the year. How about this? Houston Texans defensive end Will Anderson. They pulled the Jets, buddy. Yep. So you got offensive and defensive rookie of the year. It would have been nice if our offensive rookie of the year was a quarterback, though. It would have been great for the future. That would, that would be real nice. You, you see what nice. uh, Stroud said yesterday? He was asked, are you a top four, five quarterback in the league? And he said, yes, I am. Uh, dude, <laughs> I have a hard time arguing with how good he is. Uh, comeback player of the year, Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco off the couch. Right off the couch, right into the game, and probably right back to the couch. Actually, could I mean, actually, could have been the Jets quarterback. Picked up the phone. They said, "Now nah, we're good, all set." Yeah, we don't, we don't need you. Uh, coach pass. of the year, I believe this was a tie, but because Kevin Stefanski got more first place votes over D'Amico Ryan's, he won the award. Yeah, I think it was going to be those two. I mean, Stefanski with the quarterback situation, being able to do what he did, and then you know, D'Amico Ryan's first year with a rookie quarterback. I mean, that's another one. If you're D'Amico Ryan's, like, oh, what else do you have to? Do? What else do you have to do? Uh, it's they almost swept everything, right? The offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year, head coach. I mean, God, what what a season from Houston. Uh, they win the division. They win a playoff game. Right. Not not only what a season, what a season, and what a bright future they have, too. Yeah, dude. I mean, you got the coach in play. I mean, from, from where they were, the mess that they were, and all of a sudden now having the coach and a stud quarterback is... I mean, it's that's how it was supposed to be for us. It just didn't work out. Uh, do you care about assistant coach of the year? Uh, tell me. Uh, Jim Schwartz, Cleveland Browns. Yeah, well, defense was great. Defensive coordinator. Uh, Walter Payton, man of the year. Pittsburgh Steelers defensive tackle Cam Hayward. That's the important one. That's an important one. That is an important one. He's yeah. he. By the way, you don't have to be any semblance of a player to win that, right? You just be a great guy and, and yeah, it's contributions to the stuff. community. Yeah, right. Uh, but but it's nice that it's it's you know it's a great player as well because he's terrific. Yeah, but I'm sure when you ask the players, like all that, like all those other awards are great, like MVPs and all that stuff is awesome. But like to be recognized for all the all the good that you're doing in the world too. Yeah, I mean, that's it's it's pretty uh, pretty humbling, I would imagine. So that's your NFL awards. They announced the new Hall of Fame class last night as well. Julius Peppers, Dwight Freeney. You should hear Alex sitting there. He he looks at the list. And he's like, hey, this guy doesn't deserve to get in. I said, you don't know anything about these guys. They played before you were born. I, 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 he shouldn't be in. He should be in. He shouldn't be in. I'm like, can you please? Uh, Julius Peppers, Dwight Freeney, Patrick Willis, former Niner, Devin Hester, Andre Johnson, Randy Gratishar, and Steve McMichael. Mongo. Yeah. Uh, they were senior finalists selected to be enshrined as well. I think Steve McMichael is suffering from ALS and is he not is. doing well. So yeah. it's kind of an a feel-good story. But that's your new Hall of Fame class. I'm happy he has to go in. He deserves it's, it. It's You know what? There's no reason that punters, kickers, special team guys should not be in because, I mean, 
they should. They should have as much right as anybody else to get into the hall. Right, of it's part of the game, man. I mean, it's, right. it's if you play your position, you know, whatever role. If you or play position your position at, at a level that's higher than everybody else that plays in the game, you should get into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, or that has that, or that has played in the game. Right. If, if you're clearly the best that's ever done what you you know what you were asked to do, then yeah, you should be a Hall of Famer. Absolutely. So Devin has, I mean, Devin has their greatest punt kickoff return guy yes. maybe in the history of football, right? Uh, yeah. Yes. And didn't deserve to be in the in the Hall of Fame. Uh, absolutely. Like Justin Tucker will be a Hall of Famer. He better be a Hall of Famer. Is that a Terry the Hall of Famer? Or is he not retired for five years yet? Uh, I don't. He's up this year. He's okay. so he. Yep. Being, so you mean next next year? This coming year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he's got to get in. Oh, yeah, he better get in. You have a kicker riot if he doesn't get in. Yeah, but is anybody intimidated by a kicker riot? Uh, McAfee will, will, right. will lead the charge. the charge, that would be a little bit intimidating. Uh, Mike, Z- this is good news, Raymond. Congratulations. Mike Zimmer is the new defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys. 18 years after he last served as the Cowboys DC, Mike Zimmer will be back in that same role. I mean, I guess it's good news. I mean, he's good. He's, it, he's, he's a good defensive competent. coordinator, and he he's... He's very big on stopping the run, which they stro- they sorely need. But he, like I told, like texted you guys, he's like he's a he's a hire that makes Jerry and Steven comfortable. That's what it comes down to. Sounds like everyone in that franchise is a little bit too comfortable, Santi. The way you described yeah, it, yeah, that might be the problem. And, well, and well, who, who would you have wanted though? Bill Belichick. He's not a bad. Come on, it's yeah, but that's not realistic. That's not no, realistic no, to say. No, I'm saying in general, like if you were if if. What Jerry Jones has said before, I want to do whatever it takes. I want to be all in. He's lying. I, Don't. Well, but I'm, I'm making your point for you. And you kind of self-assess what the hell was going on. And you came up with the same conclusion that Ray did, is that everyone, players, everyone, top to bottom, were a little bit too comfortable. There's a guy staring you right in the face that the second you hired would make everybody uncomfortable. And you didn't do it. They go, they go lame duck here with McCarthy. And, and listen, you can say whatever you want. When you were winning Super Bowls, Barry Switzer aside, uh, Jimmy Johnson made people in the building uncomfortable. Who cares? So the, no, no, that's that's the point I'm making. I don't give a damn if you, if you're comfortable or not. I need the win. And it, you, and, it, and if Bill being Parcells uncomfortable make people uncomfortable. And if being uncomfortable is part of it, well, so be it. That's that's what it takes to win. And 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 I think that's the that's the thing that's missing down there. Well, who would you have wanted when you knew Belichick was not going to get the head coaching job? As a defensive I mean, coordinator, yeah, I think Zimmer's good. Zimmer's a good defensive coordinator. I'm not this. I'm not discounting that. I'm just telling you because he has a familiarity with Jerry and, and all of them down there. He makes them comfortable. That's what they were going to do in the long run. Okay, but making them comfortable is still a good, solid hire. You're missing his point, though. You're missing his point. Explain he's not. He's me. not. Ar- he's not arguing that it wasn't a good, solid hire. What he's saying is the way that they've done things has not worked. Right, it's like when the Giants decided, hey, we're going to go out. We have to go outside of the building because you know being comfortable with the person because they know how we do business has not worked. So we're going right. to get Joe. That's Shane, exactly like, it. Right, that's exactly it. What they're doing is not working, and this screams more of the same. Where it's like, yes, he's really good, but it also is a hire that just everyone's real comfortable with. Demarcus uh, Lawrence is, is going on first take, and I'm hearing him talk about, oh, well, well you know, uh, we ran out of gas in the playoff game. Like, I don't want to hear those things. What, what, how, what does that mean? He never had any gas to start they, the playoff yeah. game. Yeah, ran out of yeah. gas in the playoff game. They, they didn't show up for the playoff game. It, it, it's ins- it's insanity. Like, I I, I want to pull my hair out. He, he, we was burned out, he said. Burned out from what? From what? what burned out. <laughs> they had a cakewalk of a game the week before. They had a home game. They were undefeated at home for, like, more than a year. Burned out from what? What an embar- I, I saw that yesterday, too. What an embarrassing thing to say. 
Well, also I, I'm, said too, I'm totally defeated right now. I just, I just want to. I'm totally defeated. And now also you're, said now you're too, getting though, older too. Right, but also wow. don't put don't pull your hair out. It's gorgeous. Oh, what he also said too, which is screams they need a change of coaches. Uh, we have all the talent we need here. And talent's not so enough. If you have sometimes. all the talent you need. Talent's and you're not burned enough. out. Isn't it? I mean, you're right. It's screaming. Get this coach out of here. And isn't screaming. It? I mean, <sighs> the running back doesn't know who the defensive coordinator is. Maybe they, <laughs> maybe they just have too many guys who are talented and not enough guys who love football. I hate to I hate to boil it down to that, but maybe just not enough guys that love football. I don't think it's a terrible take, Raymond. By the way, here it is, Rick. You're listening to DNR 98.7 ESPN WEPN FM, New York. Well done. Really Thank well you. done. Thank you. Um, we go from Raymond to you. Woody Johnson spoke, spoke publicly for the first time since the uh, the end of the year. Said he's angry because of the disappointing 7-10 and 10 finish. He all but issued a playoff mandate for Robert Sala and Joe Douglas. Jets are 18-33 and 33 under Sala. Speaking to reporters, Johnson listed team needs for the offseason. When it was suggested that a backup quarterback should be on the list, he agreed. He said, quote, you need a backup quarterback. We didn't have one last year. That would drive me insane. That makes I me so even angry when you say that. I, 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 I would, oh, God. I'm not even a Jets fan, and that drives me insane. So who's responsible for that? Yeah, plenty of opportunities. Who's responsible for that? I, I, guess, I guess, is he absolving himself of that? Sounds like Sounds it. Sounds like it, right? Sounds like it. He's not blaming himself. Right. That's wild to me that Joe Douglas would just ride with Zach Wilson. I mean, that's, dude, that is, I don't care that he was, I don't care that he was a second overall pick. That's That's crazy. That Joe Douglas decided that they were going to ride with Zach Wilson as the backup well, quarterback. But, but how could it be Woody Johnson that, that rode with Zach Wilson and then he says, you need a, a backup quarterback. We didn't have one last year if that was his decision. Oh, because he's the owner? I guess he, wants, he can do whatever he wants. He owns the team, right? So he's just like, going to take all the blame and deflect it to, to the GM? Yeah, it's, it's Joe's fault. Could you imagine if you're Joe Douglas and you know the truth and the truth is you didn't want him and Woody wanted him and Woody's coming out saying, boy, you know what? You're on notice and by the way, get me a backup quarterback. Uh, you have to eat it, though, man. What are you going to do? I know you have He's to the eat one that it, that's awful. Uh, of course it's awful. It'll go in the memoir. Of course it's awful. Dude, I'm telling you, they, they're, if, that, if that's true, if it's true that Joe Douglas decided that he was going to go with Zach Wilson once Aaron got hurt, like, how do you have that much, that much confidence unless you're being told, like, listen, hey, Aaron's hurt. We're going to kind of – we'll see what happens, but, you know, the season's, this season's a wash anyway. I don't like have that. the answer for you. Because there is no answer. No. It doesn't make any sense. So walk me through this. I mean, this is not me, you know, taking shots. It's really like, how am I supposed to have any confidence in the Jets? Why well, you can't. So is it all based on Aaron Rodgers is going to be great? Last time he was challenged, he won multiple MVPs in a row, and he's going to get back to that form. Is that is that the only thing you hang your hat on? No, I don't think it's the only thing. I think you hang your hat on that. Uh, I think Jeff Ulbrich's a really good defensive coordinator, right? And the defense is good. Defense is really good. They got some good offensive. They got some good offensive players, and then Aaron is just is just that good. And the defense is good enough where you don't need him to be, you know, the MVP version of himself. But just good Aaron is a million times better than anything we've had at that position. But man, they don't make it easy, huh? Well, no, because they're not well run, man. This is well, why, why we're in the situation you? with Aaron in the first place. E- oh, okay. Do you know they didn't have a backup quarterback? Yes. Right. Do I know they didn't have, everybody that watches football knows that the backup quarterback was a disaster. Dave, even if it Dave. even if it was the GM who said I want to keep no this way. guy. 
But even if it was, no, what's the there, point of it wasn't that? though. But it wasn't. So the you GM's think? So so you think it's it, Woody Johnson said you're going to keep him as the backup quarterback? He's going to learn behind Rodgers. We're going to play with him. He's not going to get into a game. That's the way it's going to be. And now after the season, he's like, boy, oh boy, they did they screw up the backup quarterback situation? The GM's plan was that we don't see the. It was a red shirt. What's the definition of a red shirt year? Do you play or no? Red shirt means you don't play. There's right. no chance you play. So if that was his plan, and then Aaron goes down, now all of a sudden, you know what? Four plays, plenty of time. He's ready. Let's let's now have let's him as a starting there. quarterback. But here's the thing, and whoever's to blame, how many teams lost their starting quarterback for numerous games at least this year? Half the league? It was the year of the backup quarterback this year. I mean, my God. Uh, just lost another key member of their front office, director of player personnel, Chad Alexander, leaving to become... The Chargers assistant GM. Uh, this is a promotion for Alexander, who will be reunited with new Chargers GM Joe Hortiz. They worked together for two decades in Baltimore. The Jets assistant GM position opened four weeks ago when they parted ways with Rex Hogan. Bottom line, GM Joe Douglas has lost his top two lieutenants. Dude, it's not. I mean, you get an opportunity somewhere else. I mean, are you not taking it at this point? Uh, to go to the Chargers? Yeah, yes. With the way this thing is trending? And and look at the way, the way it's trending. You hear what the Chargers said the other day? They said, we're not going to win a championship. We're going to win championships. Yeah, well, that's the goal. Well, I, know I don't goal, know why they insist on saying pretty, stuff like that. Pretty aggressive. Oh, it's really aggressive, but that's how much, I mean, I guess that's how much faith Jim Harbaugh has on uh, in Justin Herbert. I guess so. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's just a little weird that the Jets underperformed again, and yet they're being rated. I'll tell you what. After going through the season and then hearing everything that we've heard, the Rossini article, Woody Johnson speak, you almost get the sense. And they asked, they actually asked him. Uh, you didn't read it. It was one of his quotes. What did it feel like when you lost Aaron Rodgers? And he says, what does it feel like to get your arm cut off? They essentially punted on the season. The second he went down, they realized, oh, we're screwed. Now, well, let's just, well. What sense does that make? It makes All no sense. All the quarterbacks that went down, every other team tried to remedy it in the best of their ability, right. except for the Jets. Okay, yeah, but the Jets had a second overall pick. Then I guess they, uh, for them, the focus now was, let's get a definitive answer on whether or not Zach can be a quarterbacker. In the same way that Brock Purdy shouldn't be scoffed at because he was the last pick in the draft, you shouldn't believe you have the answer because he was the second pick in the draft. Yeah, right. Dude, we've seen plenty of high draft picks not be good. I mean, I mean, I can sit here and name 50 top five picks that stunk and, and name you 50 guys that were taken in the fifth round or later that were really good or great. Right. And you also, but the, again, I mean, part of the reason why a lot of these guys that are drafted so high don't work out is because they get drafted by teams that have no clue what they're doing. Uh, that's very true. Uh, Michigan. I was wrong on this one. So give me the, uh, the X, the buzzer for the Wink Martindale take. Michigan hiring Wink Martindale. As the new D.C., uh, the deal still being finalized, expected to be, uh, not expected to be an issue, I should say. Martindale will replace Jesse Minter, who uh, became the Chargers defensive coordinator with Jim Harbaugh. So it's a good football. hire. I think it's I think a good so. hire for them. Yeah, I think it's a good. This is good for Wink, too. Well, because Wink kind of wants to be a head coach, and it feels like at that level, he'll probably yep. be the head coach of that defense at Michigan. They probably won't bother him much. Well, yeah, I mean, the head coach is the offensive coordinator, so he's going to be offensive side of the ball. Now he doesn't have to worry in his you know, year one as the head coach, doesn't really have to worry about the defense because he's got, 
Yeah, Wink Martindale is really good at. I mean, he may be a pain in really the ass, good. but he's really good at what he does. And you know what? They have a different level of of athlete there at Michigan. Yep. Right. Like their defense is good regardless. Can you imagine if they're well coached? And they're going to be sending the house all the time. Yeah, aggressive. And you can also coach those kids differently than you can coach. Yes, pros. You can be a little more aggressive, I guess. Yeah, more of a disciplinary. More demands, kids, right? Yeah. Of of the college kid. Well, there you have it. That's around the league, and that that was lovely. Thank that you. That Woody Johnson sound makes me so angry. I can't believe he said that. Uh, but my, my question to you would be this: Why? I know he owns a team. Why? I know he, he can say whatever he wants. But yeah, but why? Why would you say that? Because I think that he is. I think part of their biggest problem, and he's actually he actually said it too. We do this for the fans. Is that he is too? He gets too caught up in what the fans think. And that you know, the conversation on sports talk radio fans and everything else is that they screwed this thing up by not having a backup quarterback, which they could have fixed if they wanted to. D- does it make him look better? That no, quote? no, does it doesn't it, make him does, look better. Does it make the GM look better? No, but I mean, listen. As we went through the process of trying to figure out who was to blame, for me, and I think for you too. Like, whose decision would it be ultimately to have Zach Wilson be the backup quarterback when, you know, Joe Flacco calls you, Carson Wentz calls you, Jacoby Brissett's available. Like, there are plenty of guys that are available to upgrade that position, and you ride with Zach Wilson. And I always came, I always came back to the same thing. The only person that can't get fired if this thing doesn't go sideways, which it did, was the owner. Right? Was him. That of was course. it. Of course. Right. So, I mean, he hears everything. Now is his opportunity to say, hey, yeah, I know, guys. I'm with you. We, we, we didn't have a backup quarterback. Big problem. But but you, you know what? I don't think there's anything wrong with saying we, as an organization we screwed up, myself included, right? But to, to say, to make it sound like, boy, that was that guy messed it up, it's just such a bad look. It's a terrible look, but the whole season was a terrible look. Because I'm, I'm, I know, I'm telling but you. you know, you're trying to turn the page. Well, how do you, I'm, like, you can't, it, you should have turned the page the second, the, the second he went down. But you didn't. You, 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 didn't. Ate, you ate the season. It was a disaster. I get that. But now turn the page. You don't need to place blame on. We know you didn't have a backup quarterback. Yeah, but again, but again, now knowing that he, I mean, without saying it, he said it. They have to win the season. There's a play. There's pretty much a playoff mandate at the very least. They have to make. They have to make the playoffs, which he's never done. Right. So you don't think it would have been in Joe Douglas's best? Like it, it wouldn't have been best for Joe Douglas to do what he he probably thought he should do, which is get a better better quarterback in there. To, I mean, maybe they make the playoffs and he takes some of the heat off of himself. No, absolutely. He, As opposed he, to throwing himself directly into the hot seat now. It's terrible. So now playoff mandate, and you don't get any, you're going you're gonna to swipe the whole thing clean. It's just, it's a really weird dynamic with the Jets. Here is Woody Johnson explaining how this thing gets better. We're doing a, a lot of different things organizationally to try to get better, make better decisions. You know, we've got to fix our offense, and I think we'll do that. Aaron Rodgers will be back, and we'll protect him, and we'll get the flow and get into it. And uh, defense is pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good, and it would be better if our offense could do something. You know, that's obvious. I don't know. Sounds like a lot of uh, a lot of hoping. Well, the flow. Well, yeah, we'll get in the flow because Aaron will play. Aaron will play, <laughs> and we'll protect him. Which and, and, okay. and, and this idea that you that. just you just snap your finger and, and the offensive line is fixed is preposterous to me. All right, like Aaron just off the Achilles, he'll be great. Well, Joe, whatever moves we make, that'll be great. We'll protect him. Be in the flow. But half the league can't fix their offensive line. No, and we haven't fixed their offensive line. And neither can the Giants. I'm right there with you, pal. But this idea of, oh, don't worry. We'll just fix the offensive line. You don't have a tackle right now. You know what's disgusting, though, seriously? Is that you have all these other teams that have, that had, you know, play at the very least playoff aspirations, right? And 
somehow, some way, they found a way to at least be competitive and win games, keep themselves in it. And it was like the second Aaron got hurt, the entire front office and coaching staff was like, no, the head coach. I'm not going to say coaching staff. I'm not going to do that to the coaching staff. I'm going to do it to Salah and Nathaniel Hackett and then, and then Woody and Joe just because he didn't do anything. We're like, oh, well, looks like this one's over. And I got stories of my head coach in his, in his office looking at the picture of Aaron carrying the, the American flag. Guys, could you imagine what it could have been? Ugh. But no, you know, don't it, feel it, sorry it for yourself now. Fix it right, now. It, right, I agree. Listen, you, you, I mean, was was Kevin O'Connell in his office looking at pictures of Kirk Cousins saying, God, what could have been? You know what? It's not. And we'll, you know what we'll do? We'll go, and it did it work? No. But we'll try, and we'll bring in Josh Dobbs. Look at Cleveland. We lose a quarterback. We go to another guy. You know what? He's not good. Another guy. You know what? He's not good. Let's call Flacco. Like teams, they, they, they turned over every rock to find the guy, and the Jets just said, all right, second pick, Zach Wilson, he's our guy. And then when he's not the guy, we'll put in some guy who should not be in the NFL. It's uh, I mean, it's your, it's your job to figure it out. It's not right. your job to feel bad for yourself. Right. It's, it's, you know what? It's when things go, and this is life in general. This is not even sports. When things go well, it's easy to be good, right? It's easy. When things are, are hard is when it's difficult, and it got hard this year, and the Jets could not handle it. No, it sounds like the head coach folded right up. Folded right up. Yeah, re- really, really bad. By the way, you know what? To put you in a good mood, we have a frenzy coming up in, Thank goodness. Not, I don't know, like 90 seconds. <laughs> yeah. So 1-800-919-3776. And the beauty about the frenzy, I mean, you can go anywhere. You get into the Jets, you get into the Giants, you get into the draft, you get into the Super Bowl, prop bets, anything. What do you like, Chargers, this year? Are they going to wind up being good? Like, whatever, wherever it is you want to go, we can go because it is the all-encompassing frenzy. You know what the Jets season would be like? It would be like if for some reason, you know, we start the, we start the new year and your voice goes. That's it. Dave's out, for the, Dave's out for the next couple months, his voice is out. And John Winthrop, who would never do this, decided, you know what's a great idea? We're going to let Rick host shows by himself. Right. We're going to let him drive. Adjust, right? Right. You know Rick can't do it. He doesn't want to do it. you got to replace Dave. As much as we don't want to, you have to. Rick's not capable. You've heard heard Rick run a show. It's not good. And Rick knows it. Good Thursday morning. (sighs) That was a tough one. but But here's the thing. That's a tough one. Think of what greatness that led to. I get very upset when I hear that. Uh, good Thursday morning. <laughs> that led to the Thursday Open, which some might say is the highlight of of the week on the show. What is it, Fish? Oh my goodness! Why can't you be better at that, Rick? Why can't you be better? I mean, it it would be unfair. Look at all the positive things you have going for you. Uh, I'm the Zach Wilson of driving shows. <laughs> That's very sad. Um. <laughs> Yeah, a good, a good Thursday. Morning. A good, a good Thursday morning to you, uh, Ray, Raymond. You don't have the the whole thing. Do no, you? please, no, Ra- Raymond. Like the I get, whole, I can get the whole thing. The whole no. big, it's, it's beautiful there. ball of wax. Do you have that? It's, it's it's all there. Give me a second. Uh, I don't all right, want take, it. take your time. Nobody's in a rush because the whole thing is really. <laughs> and, and by the way, you were on your own for like maybe fifteen seconds. It felt like May- twelve minutes. <laughs> right. Oh, here we go. Oh no. Good Thursday morning. <laughs> it is not the Wednesday that Dave hates. Oh, it is God. the Thursday. Oh. A lot to get into today. Start of the second half for the New York Knicks and the Brooklyn Nets tonight. That was it. There's more to it, I'm sure. No, thank and, God. No, that, that was it. it.
No, then I was... jump back on. Thank God. No, I think there was more. I and think there was here more. we go. And here we go. It's not it's the Wednesday. It's not the Wednesday Dave hates. It's the Thursday. Uh, that I mean, that's even that, that's worse when you hear. You know what? Man. Honestly, I I got I got it. Raymond, can we get that to my agent? So when <laughs> he goes in for negotiations. <laughs> That's pretty mean spirited, Dave. When he goes in for the negotiations, he's like, "Listen, do you want this?" Don't he's think you're wrong. Supposed, don't think you're supposed to say that stuff publicly. No, 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 he's not wrong. Send that right to his agent. Use it. I mean, Rick uh, wants me to to be the best version of myself. I want you to get everything that you deserve. It's exactly. not necessarily you being the best version of yourself. It's 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 dragging somebody else down to make yourself look better. But Rick's great. Rick's. Str- I mean, it's like if you said, "Hey, Justin Tucker, go throw the ball on third and 10 you You'd be like, "Wait, what?" No, Justin Tucker is there to kick the ball. Rick is there to give his analysis and feed off me running the show. So you put Rick in a situation that is not his comfort zone. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Plus, it was all at the last minute. Doesn't matter. Literally. Does not matter. It's that, Listen, Dave is a necessity for me. I need him. Have to have him. I'm going nowhere. I can't be left on my own. <laughs> clearly. clearly. <laughs> um, all right. Raymond, th- now what are we at? We have... Oh, we have two more frenzies. Is that it? I guess that's it. Yeah. Today, Monday, that's it. And it's all over. Yeah, RJ might not be the only one crying on Monday morning. Well, listen, we can always rebrand the frenzy as something else, though. I know, but it's not the same. That's not a football frenzy. All right. Raymond, fire it up. It's time for a frenzy. (laughs) A football frenzy. You could say that 10,000 times and it still wouldn't be enough. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. A football frenzy. Any team, any player, any question. All right, the football frenzy brought to you by Samwell Institute for Pain Management. Let's rifle through these calls rapid fire. You know how it works. You get right to it. In, out, we answer, and we move along. Terrence in the car. Terrence, you're on the frenzy. Who will have the longest tenure as GM, Joe Shane or Joe Douglas, and who's been more successful? I mean, the more successful is Joe Shane. Not even they, up for they won a playoff game. I mean, Joe Shane got into the playoffs and won a playoff game. So that's that's an unequivocal answer. I mean, I would say Shane's going to be there for more. I mean, already you hear that, that if the Jets don't get to certain benchmarks this year, they're going to probably move on from this entire regime. All right, I think the other thing you have to take into account is who do you think is a better head coach right now, Dable or Salah? Uh, that's not even a debate. Okay, so Shane's the answer. Yeah, in both. Uh, Jeff Howard Beach. Jeff, frenzy. A simple cuddle, marry trash. What quarterback would you want quarterback in the 49ers this weekend? Purdy, Dak Prescott, or my man Tua, and it ain't Tua. Yeah, I, oh, trashed, Purdy. I, I trash Tua. I want Purdy. Marry Purdy, Cuddle Dak, Trash Tua. I am maybe one of the few. I don't know what the, the general consensus is. I don't love Tua. Um, I think Tua's a good quarterback. I think he's fine. But I think this second... Uh, Brock Purdy, I can say what you want. Like, he can't throw a wet football. Oh, that's fine. And it might be uh, that might be the case. But to play as poorly as he played, and then in the biggest moment of that game, play as well as he played, and then do what he did in the second half against Detroit... Especially some of the stuff he did with his legs, right? And to to be at your worst, and to be in a in a, an environment, you know, being the weather that you know you don't succeed in much, and to raise the level of your game in the biggest moments, something has to be said for that. Something has to be said for that, but that's also something that's not necessarily going to come out when you're drafting somebody either, 
right? Like that's one of those things that you don't see in you know in a shorts and you know shorts and t-shirt throwing a football around the field. Like that's Absolutely. something that you have to be around, right? And that's why they that's why they do these interviews where they try to find out every nuance about each and every one of these players. Fran Massapequa, Fran Frenzy. From a one to ten, ten being the worst. What will the Bears do as far as this draft going? Will they screw it up? Not screw it up? Give me an answer. Thank you. Oh, I, I think you're going to take. I mean, if you screw it up, it's really on you. I, I, I'd say two. I'm so interested to see what they do. You can't I was trade a, the pick. <sighs> you, well, you think they're going to trade the pick, dude? Unless, unless they're not sold on, on on Caleb Williams, and in fact, that Caleb was. I mean. There's some extra stuff that comes along with him. He doesn't want to be a Chicago Bear. I was listening to Matt Hasselbeck yesterday. Uh, Matt or Tim? Uh, Tim, I don't know who you were. Tim is on ESPN. Uh, they, okay, so Tim. Uh, Tim was saying that Drake May is the best quarterback prospect that he's seen. Really? Yeah. Um, I just had something and I totally forgot. Oh, did you hear what team loves Jaden Daniels and apparently wants to move up to three? Oh, I know this too. Tell me. The Raiders. Yeah. I guess the Raiders are 13. They love Jaden Daniels. Yeah, but who's again? All those teams need quarterbacks. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why. If you need a quarterback and you like the quarterback, why, even if you get bowled over, like take the quarterback. No, right? Like, listen. I mean, best thing for Chicago in theory would be because it sounds like Washington loves Caleb Williams. Is if they they actually love Drake May. Washington trades up to one to take right. Caleb Williams. They take Drake May at two, and then I'm sure the Patriots are going to take a quarterback at three. But then you will forever, like, that will be a forever conversation. If, yeah, if un- Caleb Williams is the star that many people think he is, and you could have had him, and you move down to take Drake May, and he's not, you'll get crucified forever. I understand that, and I also understand, though, like, I mean, don't you want someone that wants to be there, too? Yeah, I do. But I'm t- unless he pulls an Eli Manning or a John Elway, I... I, I'm taking Caleb Williams. Uh, and I can understand, too, Chicago having some scars with the whole Mitch. like, you know, UNC quarterbacks, Mitch Trubisky not working out. Right. Yeah. Uh, Jacob and Beacon. Jacob, frenzy, go. Which happens first? The Jets make it to a Super Bowl or the Jets are sold to new ownership? I don't think uh-huh. they're being sold. Oh, my goodness. It doesn't feel like we're real close to a Super Bowl at the moment. So Yeah, but I you're, will you're, say... not, you're not going to be sold. Yeah, I don't have much confidence that we get to a Super Bowl with Woody Johnson as the owner, though. Do so you? If you were like, if you, no, but I think there's a better chance you get to the Super Bowl than you're sold. Like, I, there's no intent, as far as I know, that they're gonna they're gonna look to move oh, on I, from this team. I, I get it. I mean, was there? I mean, how much did you hear about the Wilpons selling the Mets till they sold the Mets? Right, but the Wilpons had tremendous financial issues. Okay, I mean, did you hear a lot of talk about Baltimore or the Orioles being sold? Yeah, but sometimes the, the, the it Warriors just happens. Always, they, they did, but they, those are teams that you knew didn't have money. Okay, that, that's not that's not really the genesis of the question here. At any point during the time that Woody Johnson owns the team, do you feel like they're going to get to a Super Bowl, or do you just think by pure luck at some I point think they there's might a better? I, I will answer it like this: I think there's a better chance they go to a Super Bowl than he sells the team. So I'll go with Super Bowl. All right, I hope you're right. Uh, I don't have much your, confidence in that, though. For your sake, I hope I am too. Matt Poughkeepsie, Matt Frenzy. Who should the Patriots take with the third pick, Drake May or Jaden Daniels? Better be well, one of them. Well, they're not. They're not going to have an option, right? Like you, you imagine that that two of the three quarterbacks are going to be off the board at one, two, and then they're going to take whichever one is still there. I think they end up taking Drake May. You, so you think that Daniels goes two, huh? 
I think it. Uh, I don't know. I, listen, I think it's going to go one, two, three. They're going to go all three in a row here. I, I, I'd like to get through the process here before I start giving definitive answers. Yeah, and let's see how the combine goes, right? I do love the fact that Drake May is actually working with Eli and Peyton right now, too. I think that's that's important stuff. Yeah, those guys are. I mean, that's that's who you, you would want your young quarterback. Well, no, to work and then on top of that, so like uh, this is just a uh, like I, I've watched and consumed too much. I was watching McAfee yesterday, and one of the guys from the show played on the uh, at the there's a live event, a live tour event going on right now in okay. Vegas. So he played, he played in it as like the celebrity whatever, and Drake May was in his group, and he came back from that saying that Drake May is the guy. Really? Like he's like, dude, like you see the kid physically. Like just him as a guy, like this is this is what you'd want your quarterback to look like. Oh boy, uh, Jared Morganville, Jared Frenzy, go. Who is the best athlete to never win a Super Bowl? Best athlete to never win a Super Bowl? Barry, I think Sanders. he means best player. Barry Sanders was a pretty good athlete. Dan Marino. I mean, if you say Marino, best athlete, yeah. well, I mean Marino wasn't. You just mean best football player to not win a Super Bowl? I would. At first glance, without spending a ton of time, I'd probably say Marino. Did you ever go back and look at Dan Marino's uh, numbers? He threw for 5,000 yards when no one was throwing for like 3,500 yards. It's it's incredible, man. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I would say probably Marino. Sanders is certainly up there. Um, Phillip Rivers. Yeah, but he's not, he's not Marino. No, no, no. I, I, w- I would say probably Marino. He's got some seasons, man. So, so this year two as twenty as a twenty three year old and that's kid, when, and that's when he went to the Super Bowl year two. Okay, year two, twenty three years old, completed sixty four percent of his passes, threw for five thousand and eighty four yards, forty eight touchdowns, forty eight touchdowns. I, I know you won't have it in front of you, but here's an assignment I'd like to give you. Yeah, who was? Well, give me two through five on touchdown passes and yards thrown that year in nineteen eighty four. Yes, okay, because it's going it's going to be wild. The numbers. So that's the football frenzy. Raymond, blow this baby dead. Brought to you by Samwell Institute for Pain Management. For a pain-free life, visit samwellpain.com today. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Picks. I'm going to go with the Chiefs and Layden. Of DNR. Time for our final pick of the season, brought to you by Samwell Institute for Pain Management. Uh, standings don't... Well, I guess, RJ, if you'd like to go over the standings, you can. I've already lost. RJ has, has clinched third. First is up for a, a battle. Rick, I believe, is a game ahead of Raymond at the moment. Yep. Rick, 36-25-1. Ray, 35-26-1. So Rick has clinched at least a share of the crown. Ray can draw even. Here is the interesting part of things. Rick controls the board. Oh, Rick Rick controls the board. Yeah, you sure do. Rick has not lost a game since wildcard weekend and only has two losses since week 17. Wow. Unbelievable. This is quite the run. You're you're like a superhero is is what you are. That is nice. My goodness. Oh. 
I'm going to save RJ for last because this is his Super Bowl. Let's hear. Uh... <laughs> this is his Super Bowl. You, you say that like tongue in cheek, but it, it actually is. No, it is. Let's hear what right. Dave has. To, let's see what Dave's analysis all right, of the game is. Um, well, you know me. I've been on the Niners bandwagon all year long outside of just one hiccup where I was rooting for the Lions. But the, Fraud. the Niners laughed at me and said, no, no, we, we, what we're going to do is we're going to fall behind big and then we're going to come back and still win the game led uh, by Mr. Irrelevant, the great uh, Broctavius Purdy. So I find this game to be very interesting. I'm confused at the spread, which makes me lean Niners a little bit because if there's such confusion, maybe people know things that I don't. But I'm sorry. I can't go in a different direction than Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and that defense and that experience. So what I'm going to be doing is rooting Niners. I'd like to be wrong, but I'm going to take the Chiefs 27-23. I'll put my head down, RJ, and I apologize to you for that pick, but I have to take the Chiefs in this game. Wow. All right. I could be a bad guy and make Raymond go first, but I won't be. Well, he can't go first because I went Well, first. before me. You know what I mean? Before me. Okay. But I won't. I'll give Raymond an opportunity here because I, I trust Raymond. I think Raymond now, Ray, here's pick. a question for you now. Do you do whatever the opposite is of what he does? Or are you going to take what you believe no matter what? I'm not going to lie to you. It, Rick's pick could influence the direction that I go because the spread is so small. And and, I, and I've been going back and forth on this uh, the entire week, the entire two weeks, honestly. I'm, All right, I'm, so then it's fair to say yeah. that's exactly what you're going to do. Whatever yeah. he does, you're going to take the opposite. It, it, it may weigh into it. It, okay. it. it may well weigh into it. All right, Rick? All right, so... I've had a hard time with this because initially when I saw the number, it made no sense to me. And like RJ, who's been, I mean, and RJ was really good with the picks last year. Number doesn't make sense. Seems a little bit fishy. Joe Burrow says he's going to win. There's going to be some weather. RJ's all over it. Uh, number didn't make any sense to me. So that concerns me. Here's the thing. I've been riding with Patrick Mahomes and this Chiefs team the entire time. They haven't done me wrong. They've bought into this whole, you know, chip on their shoulder while being underdogs. They're underdogs again. You got extra time for Andy Reid. You got extra time for Spags. Their defense has been great. I think it's going to be a close enough game where it's going to be a, a mistake or two that costs whatever team you know, to lose. And I have I have faith in what I've seen so far from Kansas City that it's probably not going to be them because they've been buttoned up. He's only been sacked twice, hasn't thrown a pick. Seems like the tackles have figured it out. They're not taking penalties. They're the better defense. Um, they have the experience. So I'm going to go with Kansas City. I hate to do it, but I'm going to go with Kansas City. Give me a score. Uh, I'm going to go, I think the score I gave them was, I think I said 27-24 Kansas City. Oh, you almost copied my score. All right. Um, Raymond, we know where you're going to go. Well, here's the thing that's interesting, and, and Rick can attest to this, because earlier in the week we did discuss, you know, what I thought about it. And at that time, I told Rick I thought San Francisco would win the game. So this does make me feel slightly better because, again, this is where – I was leaning, maybe with my heart, more than my head. Uh, everything that Rick said is true. All of it. But for some reason, I just think with the amount of pressure that San Francisco is under, they're going to do everything they can to win this game. Well, what kind of analysis no, is no, that? No, I'm thinking to just... do everything they can to win this game. It's a Super Bowl. Listen, Dave. You know, you, you could sit there and you can attack my logic all you want, but right. you're you're sitting in last place, and I'm and I'm trying to fight for a share first here. It's, so it's a fair point. With so analysis like that, who can argue? So I I 
Cal Shanahan's going to throw every trick he's, he can out there, and he's got the skill position guys to do it. That Chiefs defense is awesome. Don't get me wrong, but the Niners are healthy. They've got their weapons. Uh, we could get a lot of back and forth in this game. I really do think, and, and I think that we'll hit the over, by the way. So I think San Francisco wins, and I'm going with a score, actually, of 30-27. to 27. Niners by a field goal. I don't hate that. I don't hate that. All right, RJ. Well, you know where I'm going, so instead of explaining where, I will explain the why. Do you worry about the Niners being tired for the game? I hope not. Okay. The fire alarm went off Ugh. in their hotel a couple nights ago, and the sod stinks, so that concerns me. But here's where I think this gets decided. It's The run game is, is important. We've talked about that. You know why. Safety play of the Niners. I think the Niners intercept Patrick Mahomes in this game. Wow. They picked him off twice last time. Safety play, I think, is where this game is won and lost. The Niners have desperately missed Teleno Hufunga badly. Since he has departed, they're a bottom 10 third down defense in the NFL. In came Logan Ryan off a Disney cruise. Played a ton in that Green Bay game and then didn't play it all against Detroit. Jair Brown, I would expect to get the majority of the snaps. Probably a name you don't know. He's a rookie out of Penn State. He has to have a big game. Because if you remember back to that first Super Bowl, that third and 15, that was a missed safety assignment. That Tyreek Hill reception that really spring springboarded the Chiefs all the way to a 10-point win, 11-point win. So that's where I think it gets decided. I do not. And I know their corners are secondary. Not afraid to stick their nose in there. I don't think they have an answer for Debo Samuel. Specifically, Debo Samuel running the ball end arounds, maybe not even out of the backfield. He was electric with the ball in his hands. Running the ball the first time around, I would expect a lot more of it. And Brock Purdy, he's got some wheels, enough to get himself out of trouble. Close game, Niners 21-17. Low scoring affair. I think so. Wow. 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 Uh, One more thing, and I mentioned you guys off the air. Uh, RJ, I believe you agree. Gives me tremendous concern. Jake Moody. I was going to do it. I was not even joking. I'm dead serious. Yep. That was the next sentence out of my mouth. So yeah, that's where we're, we're aligned. Well, I, I mean, just think, looking at things that could cost you this game, like I things mean, you Butker trust. is is locks. You know, just he's a lock. He's a great kicker, and Moody is not. And he missed a kick against the Lions. He's missed a kick each of the last three weeks, including Week 18. Yeah, big concern. Yep. So that I said this before the show. I hope that means Shanahan from the jump aggressive. No field goals here. You well, get to the to right Ray, zone. He's going to play to win the game, so that's good. <laughs> I hope they do. But question for you, because I got things started off admittedly on the wrong foot. Who do you think's been meanest to you today? Everyone. Yeah. We've all taken turns. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. That's fine. Because with analysis like that, I have to I have to endorse some. It's desperation. Yeah. I mean, they're going to really do everything within their power to win this game. That's good. You, th- you wonder why people tune into the show. That's why. Uh, show uh, those are the picks. licky boom, boom, down. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Brought to you by Samwell Institute for Pain Management. For a pain-free life, visit samwellpain.com and do it today. All right. Over the past month, we've been giving our listeners boxes for the big game with a chance to win 500 bucks in quarters, one in $3,000 at the half, and a final score pad of $2,000. We're now going to reveal the numbers for the AFC. Rick. All right, here we go. Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Shuffle, yep. shuffle, shuffle. The first number is number five. Five. Continue along. 
All right. We'll shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. The second number is seven. Beautiful. Seven. All right. Third number is four. Number four. four. All right. RJ, how many numbers we need here? No, you got to go one through nine, right? Yep. We need ten of them. Next number is zero. There, there is no zero, is there, RJ? Yeah, there is. Of oh, course, box pool. Well, what, yeah. What's what's it's the zero, zero through nine? I've never seen a box before. Oh boy. What, well, what's what's the card that, that <laughs> is the equivalent to the zero? Though? Whatever he marks it as. All right. Could be a joker. He, he, could be a whatever. He, he, okay. he just. Are you watching? He held it up to the monitor for you. I got so much stuff going on here. You'd have no. I idea. think this is how smart I am. I don't want to toot my own horn, but I will. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm part. using. I decided to uh, to use Uno cards. Using Uno cards. He's brilliant. I'm great at Uno, by the way. Yeah. Of course you are. All right, here we go. Next one up is number six. Number six. All right, next one. Here we go. Number three. Number three. Number three. This is great radio. Here we go. Next one coming up is number eight. Number eight. Was my favorite uh, number uh, as a child. Uh, eight. Ah, ah, ah. Next one up is. Number one. Number one. What number a segment one. this is. What a segment. Great Keep radio. going. All right, here we go. Uh, Next uh, one up uh, 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 is. I don't need the drum roll, Raymond. Don't need to do the drum roll. Next one up is number two. And I got one more, RJ. I believe so. Final number is number nine. There you go. Beautiful. Oh, what a what a treat that was. Now, the K Show is going to be announcing the NFC numbers later today to complete the grid. All brought to you by Security Dodge. Come get some. Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey and the brand new Tullamore Dew Honey. For full contest details, go to superboxbonanza.com. Thanks for listening to the DPHRO and Rothenberg podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN.